real quickly as we move into our time of, uh, of the sermon. God, thank you for this opportunity that we can be together. And Father, I pray right now that you would prepare our hearts for what you want to say to us this morning. From the youngest to the oldest, Lord God, you have called us. You have saved us. You want to use us. So, Father, help us to open up our hearts to prepare for your Holy Spirit to come in and begin to move in a powerful way in our lives, that we would be changed, that we would be transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. I'm going to read from Psalm 29. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord the glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon, Lebanon and Siren like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides, divides flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Now, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment, okay? We can just picture King David. We can just picture David writing this psalm as he watches a storm appear in the horizon, He sees, if you can picture in your mind, he sees the flashes of lightning going across the sky and he hears the thunder in the distance. As the storm draws closer, the thunder begins to shake the air, shake the the very air around him and then he feels it in his body. He feels it in his chest. See, it's during these times, times of awe, right? I don't know if you've ever been to the, to the Grand Canyon or um, to Niagara Falls and you saw those things for the very first time, something absolutely incredible and majestic. It's, di- it's during those times of awe that our thoughts begin to move, to begin to, to, to turn to the power of God. And that's what David was, was going through. He hears the thunder and the lightning and he begins to begins to to, to feel it in his very soul and writes this. And we have that same we have that same feeling sometimes when we see something that awes us and we think of the power of God. You know, it's May here in Cincinnati and in this spring season, we're in the series called Seasons. But in this spring season, there's a lot of lightning And there's a lot of thunder. Sometimes we don't like it too much. My granddaughter, Eleanor, came up to me. and We were playing this in the background. There's some music playing and she heard the thunder and lightning. She says, Pops, I don't I don't like thunder and lightning. 
I don't like it. It makes me, it scares me. So me being, you know, the pops motivator, I'm like, you know what? Lightning and thunder should be afraid of you. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be afraid of lightning and thunder. I said, I tell her, I said, lightning and thunder are afraid of pops. And she looked at me and she was like, this is not helping whatsoever. <laughs> I'm still afraid of lightning and thunder. I'm like, come on, I'm motivating my little you know, four-year-old granddaughter. Didn't work. She's still afraid. But we, 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 in May, when it's spring, the spring season, there's a lot of lightning. There's a, there's a lot of thunder. But here's the thing. Think about it. It's also a time of renewal. Right? The spring is a time of renewal. It's a time for growth. You see things outside growing. You see things outside that are, that are changing. My call this morning is for transformation in all of our lives. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, if you've been, this is your first time ever walking into a church, I want to encourage you, start where you are and move forward. This is the season, okay? This is the season of transformation. This is the day. Today is when you start that spiritual transformation. It's time for some people to make God a priority. You know, you come, you sit here, you listen, you kind of do your thing in and out, whatever. Maybe you've been to a to church all of your life and, you know, you went to this church and you went through the motions there and you go to that church and you go through the motions there. That's not what Christianity is all about. It's not a religion. It's a relationship with the living God who's calling us out. To live for him. Some of us need to start living for him. We need to give our lives to him. For maybe for the first time, you need to say, you know what? I've been playing around this Christianity thing long enough, faking my parents out or, or just kind of going along because this is what I'm supposed to do. But this is the day where you really understand who God is in your life and you turn over your life to him. Some of us need to kind of start over, if you will. We need to rededicate our lives to God. This is the morning where we say, you know what? I've drifted far enough. I've gone far enough. I've walked away from the Lord. I've been kind of going through the motions. I've been, you know, I've dealt with people who have gone through seasons of where they've almost rejected God completely. And no one else ever really knew about it because they knew the, lang- the language. They knew the Christian lingo and they could just fit right in whether they were dying inside or not. Today is the day, if you've been spiritually dead, if you will, if you have drifted, walked, shaken your fist at God, today is the day that you renew your commitment, that you recommit your life to Jesus Christ. I love this quote by Bob Proctor. He said, it doesn't matter where you are. You are nowhere compared to where you can go. It doesn't matter. If you, you say, you know what, none of that applies to me. I am on top of the world, baby. I am on fire for Jesus Christ. But you know what? You know, you, you, we are never in this lifetime. We can never achieve what God is truly, us, truly calling us to achieve, to be conformed to the image of Christ. But we can keep moving in that direction. We can keep moving forward. So whether you feel like you're on a spiritual mountaintop, you can climb even higher. That's the great thing about the word of God. That's the great thing about being a Christian. No matter where you are, you can always take that one step higher to become more like him. And today is the day that we choose to go. Today is the day that we choose to change, that we choose to move forward. If we don't change, we won't grow. And if we won't grow, if we don't grow, then we're, we're not really going to truly live 
I mean, just going through life and going through the motions isn't living. It's just existing. And God is calling us to grow. He's calling us to change. He's calling us to live, to truly live for him. I don't know what you've been doing recently in your life, but maybe you really haven't been living. Maybe you're just going through the motions. God created you, okay? God created you to do something specific. He's given you gifts and talents and abilities, and it is time for us to pay him back with interest. It is time for us to give back to God what he has given to us. Psalm 29, which we just read, tells us over and over and over. It says, give unto the Lord in the very beginning. Give unto the Lord. Give unto the Lord. What can we give unto the Lord? How can we worship him? What can we give to God? Here, here's what I think we should do. I think it's time to give up, if you will, some of the addictions that you're facing right now. You're addicted to certain things. You're holding on to those things. It's time to give up those addictions seriously like my little granddaughter some of us are afraid we fear we that's why i said the sermon started before i started talking i am no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god i'm no longer a slave to fear some of you are still a slave to fear some fear in your life it's why you try to control everything around you because you don't want you're afraid it's a fear that you have we need to overcome we need to give unto the lord our fear We need to give unto the Lord our hidden sins. We need to give unto the Lord our destructive patterns of behavior. Your relationships are being crushed. They're being affected in such profound ways because you won't give up that personality trait, that pattern of behavior, because it's your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. it It is time to grow. It is time to change. It is time to allow God to transform your life. That's what God wants from us. To start living our lives for Him. It's time to break the chains that are, that are, that are holding us in bondage and submit our lives completely to His will. God, what is your will for my life? What is your desire for my life? It's time for us to ask the question and then allow God to speak to our hearts and then to move forward and become the men and women of God He's created us to be. Maybe you've tried this in the past. You've tried to change in the past and you failed and you're sitting here and say, I've tried this before and I failed. Maybe other people have told you, you can't change. You're never going to change. You're never going to change. You are worthless. I am stunned by how many people have heard that from their own parents or from a teacher or from someone close to them. That you'll never change. You're, you, you're, 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 you're worthless. You will never accomplish anything. And that's ringing in your mind. Or maybe worse, that's what you're now telling yourself because of what's gone on in your past. Something happened in your past and that's what you say to yourself. Oh, I'll never, I'll ne- I've... I failed before. I'm, I'm worthless. I'll never accomplish anything. That's the word you hear ringing in your mind. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not coming from God. It is time for you to stop, okay, telling yourself lies or listening to lies and letting that dictate the direction of your life. Today, today is the day that we, like David, listen to the thundering words of God. We listen to the words of God. We let God speak into our lives with words, with a thundering voice, and listen only to that thundering voice of God. Scripture makes it abundantly clear that God not only saved us, but He called us. 
So we have been saved and called by God. Called to do what? 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He saved us and called us. Listen to this. He saved us and called us to do what? To live a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. He has a purpose for our lives. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Ponder that in your mind. Before anyone told you you're not worthy, you're not capable, you'll never change or whatever else. God already put in, wrote it down before the beginning of time. Not before the foundation of the world. Before the beginning of time as we know it, God has already chosen and God has already called. And so no matter what you've been hearing, that is a lie. This is the truth. And what are we called to do to live a holy life? We're called to live a holy life. That, that means, that means if we're called to live a holy life, that means that we need to change and that we need to grow. If we're going to live a holy life, we need to grow. And through that growth, as God helps us grow, we begin to transform, begin, begin to change our life. You belong to God and He has called you to live for Him. Listen, you belong to God. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. We are a slave, if you will, to God. God is our master. In Isaiah 43, 1, we read this. But now thus says the Lord. He who, this is what God says. I don't care what you're hearing in your mind. I don't care what other people told you. Your mother, your father, your, your, your teachers, your coach. I don't care. This is what the, this is the, what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob. He who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you, what? By name. I have called you by name. Why? You are mine. You are mine. You belong to God. See, God calls us to dream. He causes us to have, to have vision. To dream and to have vision. To serve Him with our whole heart. That's what God wants. But there will always be those around us who, for whatever reason, want to stop God's movement in our lives. You know, I... I can under, I understand jealousy and all those kind of things, but I'm not talking, I'm not going to give you all the reasons why people do this, but there will always be people in your life for whatever reason they choose to stop, to try to stop you. They try to stop God's movement, His growth, His change in your life. They, they want you to stay where you are. It's comfort. If you start to change, if you start to move in whatever the group that you're hanging around it, if you start to change and move, they, they don't like it. They want you to stay right where you are. They want you to live in mediocrity. God did not create you to live in mediocrity. They want you to stay in mediocrity to, to lose, to lose your vision. To lose your, 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 to lose our vision, to, to dull our, our, our hearing. David was watching with his eyes and saw the lightning and David was listening with his heart and with his ears and heard the thunder and the lightning and the thunder and it, and it just swells up in us to understand that God can work in our lives in such a powerful way that we can see the lightning and we can hear the thunder and those who want to stop us, they just want us to stay in the same season of our lives. They don't want there to be lightning. They don't want there to be the thundering voice of God that's speaking into your life. They want you to stay 
in the season you're in now. They want you to stay in the rut you're in now. Why? I don't care why. That's the reality. But you can't let it happen. You cannot let that happen. See, it's during those times that we start hearing this from God. It's during those times where we need, when, when people are, are, are speaking into our hearts, when people are speaking into our lives, whether it's the enemy speaking into your mind, whether it's actual voices telling you something you cannot do, that's where we need to hear the voice of God in our lives, speaking into our lives. That's where we need to hear God's voice above all other voices. We need to, we need to see his lightning. We need to feel the thunder. Back to verse, back to chapter 29, Psalm 29. He said, we need to give unto the Lord. Oh, you mighty ones, give unto the, the Lord glory and strength. What do we need to do? We need to hear the lightning. We need to, we need to hear, see the lightning, feel the thunder. Give unto the Lord the glory, do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Change, right? Change. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory, the God of glory thunders. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. And that is the only voice that I should be listening to. That is the only voice that you should be listening to. All other voices should be silenced. The only voice that we need to listen to is the thundering voice of God. I need you to say amen. amen. Okay, the only voice I need you to be listening to, the only voice you and I need to be listening to is the thundering voice of God. Amen. Amen. And amen. That's the voice that we need to listen to. You have seen, listen, so many of you, you're older in your faith. You have seen the lightning in your life. You have seen the lightning in the lives of other people. God working in their lives. Now you need to feel the thunder. Hear me. More than that, not just feel the thunder. Now you need to, through the power of God, now you need to be the thunder. You need to be the thunder of God. You need to, you need to feel it and be it. Listen to me. Some of you, honestly, and it makes me angry. Some of you need to pick a fight. Okay, well, we're Christians. We don't want to pick fights. You pick a fight with the enemy. You need to pick a fight with your fear. Okay, you need to pick a fight. You need to pick a fight with fear. Some of you need to pick a fight with your past. All these things that were done to you and you live like a victim. You live your life like a victim, like somehow you have bowed down to your past. You have bowed down to your fear. You have bowed down to your weaknesses. You don't bow down to anything but the cross of Jesus Christ. You don't bow down to anything but God. And God can give you that feeling that I am the thunder. Why? Because he lives in us. Psalm 29, 11 says this. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord gives strength to his people. What David saw, what he felt, what he experienced, the Lord gives that strength to his people. So you are his people. You and I need to draw on that strength. I heard a song on the radio and I asked our our band to play it. And, And this song is about changing and becoming your best and not listening Not listening to the negative and critical voices that are often in our lives. Ah, yes. 
I love when I can hear something. I thought that would fit in perfectly with the sermon and they can actually play it. That is fantastic. So I know what some of you are thinking right now. You're thinking, yes, I, I want I want to I want to I want to see the lightning. I want to feel the thunder, but I don't feel like I have the strength. You know, you're at you're you're up here. You're getting all worked up, Pastor Jeb. I don't feel like I have the strength and the ability to do it. Well, you're in a perfect place. You, you are in a perfect place. Think about this. You're in a perfect place. You're right where God wants you to be because it isn't about you. It isn't about your strength. It's not what you can and cannot do. It is about his ability, not yours. It is about his strength and not yours. Thank you. Psalm 90, Psalm 29, 4 says this. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Hear that again. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. You ever see a cedar? Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. Verses 7 and 8 continue. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. Shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. That's what we're talking about. It isn't about what Jeff Greer can do. It's not about how tough Jeff Greer is. It's not about my, how, what my abilities and my strengths and all that. It's not about that. It's about that working through me. It's about the power of God. It's about God. The voice of the Lord is powerful. God's power is given by his grace. It's given by his grace. He loves to work through our weaknesses. That's what we need to grasp here. You, you think, well, I'm the least of. Remember Gideon talking about I'm the, I'm the weakest in my family and the weakest in my clan. And that's not the point. God wants to work through you. God wants to work through me. So the weaker you are, the stronger, the more he can do through you. You know, one of the reasons that is because when you do what God has called you to do in your life, when you fulfill what God has called you to fulfill in your life, no one's going to say that's because he, that Greer guy is so amazing. They're going to say, what just happened? He's not that amazing. How did he accomplish that? And they're going, to, they're going to be drawn to look to the power of God working in your life. The Apostle Paul only worked through the power of God. He didn't work through his own power. And he probably did more to build the early church than any other human being in history other than Jesus. God used him. Paul was changed and he was used because he depended on God and didn't depend on himself. You read the New Testament. He's always saying, I am the chief of all sinners. I am the weakest. But God worked through him in a powerful, powerful way. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses nine and 10 says this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. I'm liking this. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So you say, I'm not sure I can live up to what you're talking about here. I'm saying, my friend, you're in a beautiful place. Or you, you know, I'll tell you something. God has more faith in you than you often have in him. Are you willing to let God's strength, his power 
show through your weakness? That's the question. Are you ready? Are you ready, my friends? There's nothing we can't accomplish. You say, well, we're not the largest church in America. Who cares? God loves to work through people who are open to seeing his work in their lives. That doesn't matter. God loves to work through a remnant of people. Even in a church our size, even those who desire this, if others don't, he will still do miraculous things within our lives. Why? Because that's who he is. He is wants to be. He is and wants to be the God of our lives. We need to ask ourselves, are we ready to be the thunder? Are we ready? Listen to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. This is, this should, if this doesn't make up your mind, listen to what it says. And the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. The spirit of him, God, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in you. It isn't about you. It isn't about your abilities. It isn't about your talents. It isn't about your resources. It is about God working through you. The power of him, the resurrection power who brought Jesus Christ back from the dead is living in you. I don't think you're grasping that concept. I think we live like sometimes like some kind of powerless people who we can never bring about change and it's never going to happen. And I can't, I can't change that personality trait. And I was, this happened to me in the past and now it's pretty much dictated the direction of my life. And sometimes some, I will do this to myself. Sometimes I will look in the mirror and just say, stop it. Enough. Because you get these voices in your head just discouraging you and discouraging you. And sometimes look in the mirror and say, who are you? You are filled with the spirit of the living God. Snap out of it. Move on. Get out there. Do what you need to do. Not in your own strength, but in the power of God. What is he calling you to change this morning? I want you to think about that. What is God calling you to change? To change. The chains need to be broken in your life. Listen to me. Nothing should master you. You hear me? Who is your master? Jesus Christ. Nothing else in this life should master you. Your fears should not master you. Your past should not master you. Your addictions should not master you. Other, I don't care what you, you put, whatever word you want to put in there, nothing should master you. Is it going to take time to work through it? Is it going to take time for you to overcome it? Drawing on the power of God? For some of you, it could be overnight. For others, it'll take time. But nothing should master you. I said earlier, you need to pick a fight, friends. You need to pick a fight. You need to be angry. You don't need to be overwhelmed and fearful. When you get that overwhelming or discouraged or fearful feeling, it needs to be replaced with righteous anger toward with that which is making you feel that way. And you need to push back. You've been getting a little fanny kicking for a long time. It's time for you to kick some fanny back. I'm going to say this to you. I say this to you a lot. I'm going to say it to you again. You look at the armor of God. Where is the only place a Christian is vulnerable? His back. The only way that you can lose a battle is if you turn your back in fear. Otherwise, you move forward in the power of God. Your enemy is not God. Not omnipresent. 
not omniscient, not all powerful. They're not God. Okay. Your enemies, no matter flesh or spiritual are not God. Okay. So let me ask you a question. If they're not God, then they're limited. There's we, they have weaknesses. We act sometimes like they're so overpowering and I'm, I'm going back to, to, to Romans chapter eight, 11 and the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you is, is the, is, is the spirit of the living God living in your enemy? No. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you understand these theological concepts I'm telling you? You are not the weak ones here. You are not the victims here. You are the ones, you are the overcomers. You are the royal priesthood, the holy nation, the person belonging to God. What did it say earlier on? You are mine. You belong to me. You belong to me. I am a child of God. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. What is it, guys? I'm not kidding here. What is it you need to change? What do you need to give up? What do you need to overcome? Don't let anything master you. To break the chains and live out God's purpose for your life, you, some of you need to, all of us, all of us, need to face the giants that are holding us down, that are holding us back, that are causing us to fear. Those giants, giants are those things in your life that seem too powerful for you to overcome, that seem too powerful. I've been going through 20 years of counseling. Okay. I go back to you. You're the power of the living God in you. You're the power of the living God in you. Well, I've never, I don't, I don't want to, you have the power of the living God in you. You need to start dreaming again. You need to face your giants and at the same time, don't wait till you need to face your giants and you need to start dreaming again, dreaming about what God is calling you to do during this next season of your life. You, you spring, thunder and lightning, you, you be the thunder. You walk out of spring into summer You you as the thunder. You are the thunder, okay? You are the thunder. What is God calling you to do in the next season of your life? Maybe he's calling you to write a book. You've been sitting there, oh, I'll write a book. No one's going to want to read my book, really. Who's telling you that? And here's, my, here's the reality. I don't care if you write a book. You write the book, and here's why. If your family and your friends are the only ones to read it, awesome. That's what you, you've accomplished something. You've told your story. You've told the story how God has transformed your life. You've, you've, you've given your, you've given the next generation in your life, the people in your life, a story, your story of how God redeemed you, how God transformed you. You need to write that book. Some of you need to start a business. You've been sitting around. You're like, oh, I don't know. You know, you don't have to go and, and risk everything. You start it slow. But if God's calling you, I'm not sure what God's calling you to do. Maybe he's telling you, maybe he's calling you to close a business. You've been hanging on for that for so long or whatever it is. You've been hanging on to it. There, maybe there's a new season that God has for your life. There's, there's a new chapter in your life. He wants you to start a new chapter. Sell whatever it is. Let, break free from whatever's holding you back. Some of you won't try out for that play because you're afraid. Oh, what if my voice and what if this and what if that? Or I'm not going to go out for that team because I'm not whatever. Okay. So, you know, I used to tell my kids all the time. I told Jen one time. Um, who's my daughter, the worship leader here, I told her that she needs to either go to Broadway or she needs to go to Disney and try out for a play. 
I said, most likely you're not going to make it. Not because you're not talented enough, because the way those things work, everybody knows everybody else. I, I said, that's not the point. Go try it. Go do it. Go attempt it. Have the experience. Go have the experience. Some of you need to go and have the experience. Failure is a great teacher. It's not about failing or, 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 or winning. It's basically just trying. It's having that experience. When you're afraid of something, face it. Go and do it. It's not about whether you do are great or not. Just go and do it. Face it. Some of you need to start singing. You know who you are. Some of you need to start dancing. Some of you need to learn a new language. I don't know what it is, but you're afraid to do it. So you need to go and do it. The enemy has you has you by the throat and you need to break that grip. And the way you break that grip is every time he grabs you by the throat, and makes your heart pound. He makes you sick. You do it anyway. After a while, the enemy's like, well, that's not a good strategy because every time I make them afraid, they do, they do the opposite of what I'm trying to get them to do. That's how I overcame my fear. Every time I felt afraid of something, I just did it. After a while, it's like, that's a stupid strategy by the enemy because every time they try to make me afraid of something, I do it. That's what you need to do. You know, here's the thing. You need to write down what is, called, what is holding you back. What is, what is keeping you from taking the next step in this season of your life? You need to write that down. You need to nail it to the cross. I'm going to lay this cross down. I put some hammers down here, some nails down here, some paper down here. And some of you need to nail it to the cross. And I, I'm going to, I want to give you a chance. As we end this service right now, I want to give you a chance to do that. The band's going to play a little bit behind us. And, and as, as, as you leave this place, I want you to come up here. There are going to be prayer people in the back who can pray with you. Some of you... The symbolism of nailing that, writing it down. I am afraid of this. This is what causes me to fear. I am so sick and tired of being held in bondage by this event or this. Write it down and nail it to the cross before you leave here. For some of you, that symbolism, that's what you need to do. For others, you need someone to pray for you, to send you on to the next season of your life, to, to uh, and anoint you in a way, to tell you who you are, to share with you who you are in, in Christ. And you need to tell them what is holding you back and let them pray for you and send you out covered in prayer. Whatever is, is for you this morning, that's what you need to do. You cannot allow anything to control your life except for Jesus Christ. You may not bow down to anything in submission but God. I said in the beginning of the morning that the goal here is for all of us would be transformed. That we would be changed. That we would begin a season of transformation. And that is my prayer for every single one of you. My prayer for every single one of you is to hear that call. To feel the thunder. To be the thunder. So God, as the the band plays this morning, I pray, dear God, that each one of us would face the things that are holding us back. Maybe we need to confess the sin that's been holding us back. Whatever it is, Lord God, I pray that we would nail it to the cross or that we would have someone pray over us so that we can be free that we can move forward, that we can be the men, the women, the children that you've created us to be through the power, not our own power, through the power of your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.